And welcome to the Druck Report podcast, part of the HometownHeadlines.com family. Thank you for joining us today. A little bit of a break here during some knee recovery stuff, but we are back at it, and we are back at it with a topic we love to talk about. Love to talk about news, but we kind of love to talk about brews, too, especially craft brewery. We are joined today by two gentlemen who are putting together the Drowned Valley Brewing Company over in Cartersville. Spectacular new facility, rising, uh, I guess rising being redone. We'll talk about that during the podcast today. Over on uh, Tennessee Street in Cartersville, we are joined by Dean Kimberly, Dean, the owner and business operations, and J.D. Dean, the owner and head brewer. And J.D., I've got to say this, and we'll have a photo with us as well, folks, it's just like looking at a Sam Adams commercial. I got to tell you, I love. I saw the beard outside coming into the studio. By the way, we're coming to you once again from Brad Red Studio, Brand Red Studios over on 4 Bale Street. Once again, Tom LaBarge is doing our production work. We appreciate that. But outside the building, saw we drove up at the same time here. I love the beard. Thank you. You can tell I'm hair impaired, so I can't <laughs> grow hair anywhere. But no, it's a great thing there as well. Guys, thank you for being here this morning, and thank you for what you guys are doing. You are on top of one of the hottest trends out there today. How about walking us through the creation of Drowned? I always get this wrong. Drowned, and you tell everybody, everybody else does too. Drowned Valley Brewing Company. Let's start with that. Where'd the name come from? Sure. So JD and I, you know, met about three years ago now, and we um, were really passionate both about craft beer and and about not just craft beer, but great drinkable craft beer and started to develop the idea of putting a brewery in Cartersville or the surrounding area. And the name came about as we were looking through some of the historical um, facts and historical findings of the town and, and noticed that there was a, an old town that used to live underneath um, Lake Altoona now, or it is out underneath Lake Altoona now, uh, town of Etowah. And what happened was Mark Cooper had founded the town of Etowah, employed a bunch of people, and then when Sherman came and marched to the sea, burnt it down. They floated out the lake and then became, uh, you know, flooded under under the lake. So then it's uh, just... It's a, a, it's a drowned valley. Yeah. So No, good touch. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rich history up there that we're going to be playing off of, um, or at least trying to play off of. This is being one of them. The logo really shows it. It's a... Uh, the town's underwater, but it's still a thriving community. Uh, so that the house with uh, the smoke coming out, we're still around and we're we're coming for them. So yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Well, now the next question is this: How did y'all get into the whole craft beer business? I mean, you guys have been fooling. I say fooling around. Um, I think a lot of these, maybe I'm wrong, but a lot of the craft breweries kind of start out with people who like beer and maybe do a little bit of home brewing or something like that. You guys have that kind of that kind of an organic origin, or do you kind of do some different path? Sure. So it's ironic. We've both been uh, fiddling in the craft beer industry for about six to seven years, almost the same time frame. Known each other for three, been working in it for six to seven years. And uh, my wife and I just started going to breweries as a hobby. Um, we've been to over 260 different breweries. So it's something we're very passionate about. And JD has been homebrewing uh, or was homebrewing for, for over six years and three years together. And we just started working on perfecting those recipes and really honing in on the business. So that's why it's kind of head brewer business operations. I bring the branding, the ideas of the different beer names and how to get people talking about them. And JD just brews lights out, you know, award-winning craft beer. So that's kind of, kind of how we met and kind of the, the synergy behind it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When I turned 21, it was just, uh, all right, well, I like beer. Um, 
I could, I like making things and let me try to make some beer. So I started That's doing great. that and uh, just kind of like, you know, a lot of other brewers out there started off home brewing, just realized that I wanted to take it to the next level, started working at a brewery, um, part-time volunteer work, and then just fell in love with it. So Dean's knowledge on the business side has really helped us, you know, come along pretty quick. So. Well, we talk about that. Y'all have been together for three years now, and uh, really, this has been kicking around. You know, that I'm aware of, it, at least. Maybe I'm wrong. For about at least a year, I think yeah. you got you bought. You know, and just for a little bit of uh, add a little bit of hometown uh, whatever to this, uh, you bought a system that had been used by our friends here at Rome City Brewing, yep. uh, Jay and Trent, uh, and you bought that system, and you've done some other things to it. You put together a beautiful new building in Cartersville that will open up. Yeah, we're aiming we're aiming for November. Um, as with anything, there's always going to be some setbacks, but our goal is to open November. It could be a little bit later, but we're hoping not. You know, we're going out today and knocking out a four barrel batch of the the award winning Blondale. So uh, once we get that done, we'll have our second beer in the tanks, and we'll continue to roll from there, and hopefully have them all filled up by end of the week, and then start rolling from there. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully November. And to kind of hit on the building a little bit, you know, we're very fortunate. Uh, with that space and with that location, with meeting our other partners, there's a few other partners in this as well. We're just more so the the face of the of the business and the brewery, and kind of get out there and have these discussions. But without them, we couldn't. That was about a year ago, like you said, start kicking around like our location and stuff. But without them, really none of this would be possible. So we're very fortunate. Yeah, very very fortunate. Well, it's so cool though, to see this thing rise so quickly. I mean, I know we've been exchanging Facebook, whatever it is, messengers and all, and notes and all for you know for a few months now. And of course, your connection, you know, again with Jay and Trent as well. And uh, I think we're over at a friend of ours' birthday party. We're over at Appalachian Grill for a, a little meal over there. It's her 50th birthday. Wanted to have a celebration for her. And we're coming out the door and we're, you know, going under the bridge kind of thing and heading out. And now, you know, drive right into Tennessee Street. And there's your building. And I mean, you know, my wife and I kind of stops at this thing. It was gorgeous. And this was, you know, a few months ago. I mean, y'all have done a great job with that building alone. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, there's been a lot of work, um, and we love the city of Cartersville, but there's been some roadblocks that have been put up. So, you know, seeing it all come together, finally, I still get that same feeling. I drive down the street, and I look, and I'm like, wow, there it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're very fortunate, and, you know, we're just very lucky with everything. But the, the building, we're not cutting corners. Everything is in there. It's custom made. We have welders on site. We have uh, woodworkers. We are doing everything. Uh, putting all the work into it. So that way people, when they do walk in, they're like, wow, we want that experience. Even down to the drip trays, like we've custom custom built the drip trays, built out the entire brew house, painted the floors, uh, painted the coolers, put the coolers together. I mean, there's no stone left unturned. And we do some updates on Facebook. They've been kind of slow lately just because we've been so busy with different things. But uh, we're, we're still holding some to the imagination because there's a lot of reveals that we're going to be excited about. And the outdoor space, when you even passed it, there's a lot of work going to be done there with an outdoor kind of atrium fence where it's plant-based and not necessarily a chain link fence. So it's more so more appealing to the curbside look and also to your um, atmosphere once you're there hanging out. So there's other surprises in store once we get opened up that everybody's going to be able to see and, and enjoy. Oh, that sounds great. Now, for you guys especially, I mean, to put something like this together, you're both, I'm going to say, relatively young. This is coming from a guy about turning 65. Um, this is quite an adventure for someone your ages. I mean, this is not like, you know, it's 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 not a matter of, okay, I see a storefront there. I like it. We'll throw some paint in the wall. I mean, we're talking some, you know, six digits easily here of more. I mean, how, you know, this is a this is a bold move. It, it is. Um, our first business plans had us starting on a one-barrel system. 
and we wanted to kind of just get into it, get our toes wet, figure out the industry. Um, but when we ran into and met our other partners, they they kind of had a bigger vision, and they're taking us along for it. But you know, it's, we wouldn't have done it, I don't think, this large by ourselves. But we're you know we're doing it now, and we're we're ready to ready to kill it. We can't we can't think of anything else we'd rather do now. So it's definitely gonna set us up. Uh, for more success sooner, uh, which is great. And we already have kind of some plans to take that next step forward, which, you know, in our old, like the original business plan, the original business model before we met our uh, partners, which again, we're very fortunate to have met, um, it would have taken us a lot longer. So um, yeah, we're, we're definitely planning for a, a big future with Drown Valley. That's great. Well, let's tell you what, let's do this real quick in the first segment here. We'll, we'll wrap up maybe with this. Let's go into the opening and when we do get into building. So we're looking at both a brewery operation, I'm assuming a tap room kind of thing too, and an atrium space as well. Kind of gives a kind of a walkthrough, a verbal walkthrough of it. Sure. So you, you pull up to Drown Valley Brewing and you see the outdoor space, a very vibrant, lively outdoor space. So we'll have a little fire pit there. Not going to go into too many details. That's one of the surprises. Um, and we'll have a space for some food trucks. You can pull your food truck up. We also... Are working with a, a restaurant pretty close to ours that will be able to come uh, and bring food over. Uh, you walk into the building, you're going to see a very uh, industrial uh, space, a very uh, modern industrial space, some low-hanging lights on the ceiling, uh, dimly lit. That way you can really enjoy the atmosphere, not, not be blinded by some bright lights. Uh, you'll have the bar facing in front of you, which again is an industrial-focused uh, bar. Some beautiful woodwork on the on the finish on the bottom there, and then we'll also have a giant um, giant. How would you describe the door? Like old fire door. That's a fire door from the fifties. Uh, that was actually in one of the other warehouses that one of our partners owns, and we brought that over. It's twelve feet tall, uh, ten feet wide. It's very very pounds, large. Something like that. Uh, really hard to get in, but uh, it's really a focal point when you walk in. We're gonna oh, have nice. some art on that and, and different things, but it separates the tap room from the bathrooms. We didn't want just people to be like, oh, look, there's the bathroom doors. So <laughs> so it's really, really there, you know, kind of separate it, but it really makes it look good, so. Yeah, and as you continue back, we'll have a little little game space, a little dartboard alley, which, you know, we'll get into. And, uh, you know, the ceiling, I guess I would describe it as, again, indu uh, modern industrial, a lot of, a lot of metal, a lot of wood, but uh, very classy, very uh, well-kept and very organized. Any idea of hours yet? Yeah, we've yeah. been playing around with some things. Uh, to start, we're going to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Um, limited hours on, you know, Thursday, just kind of open in the afternoon. Uh, and then on Sundays, obviously, we, there's the laws that we have to follow. But um, so Saturdays, we're going to try to do it all day. All day. Um, you know, either 12 to 11 or 11 to 11 or something. Um, with, with everything, with the sports coming out, and, you know, it's football season right now, sure. we're going to have... Two 75-inch TVs, oh, a 65-inch nice. TV. Um, so we're, we're definitely wanting to be a spot to come hang out, enjoy some good beer, enjoy good company with good people, um, and watch some football, you know, watch some sports or whatever. And if that's not your thing, like Dean said, we'll have games. Um, we're going to have shuffleboard. We have cornhole. So just everything that most most breweries have. But we want to be that spot to go to. And, and that's a good point. And as we wrap up the first segment, you know, one of the big focuses for us is the community. Um, that's in our it's in our mission statement. We really want to, you know, serve our community. And we're going to be dog-friendly, uh, family-friendly. We'll have a little area you can go walk your dog on the side, too. That's another nice touch that, that we've really taken into consideration. That way it's not amongst the people when you're trying to let your dog do its thing. But 
Uh, yeah, kid and dog friendly. You know, you can bring your own food in if you'd like. We'll have food trucks available. But really just an atmosphere where you can come hang out, make memories, and uh, really kind of discuss the the theme, discuss what we're putting out as far as our beer names, our logo, different things. It's going to be a good place for everybody to come and enjoy a good time. No, sounds like a great, great event coming up here. Again, talking about what's happening with Drowned Valley Brewing. Opening in November in Cartersville, just over a month away here. We'll talk more with Dean and J.D. about that. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Druck Report podcast from Hometown Headlines and Brand Red. More after this. I'm Ryan Simmons, Creative Director at Brand Red. We're honored to sponsor today's episode. If you're looking to grow your business, we help companies just like yours reach new customers. Contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com. And welcome back to the Drug Report, the Hometown Headlines podcast, brought to you in part by our good friends where we produce over here at Brand Red Studios for Bale Street over in downtown Rome, Tartle Barge. Once again, mastering the production work. We appreciate that. We again are joined by Dean Kimberly, owner of Business of Operations, and J.D. Dean, owner, head brewer of the soon-to-open Drowned Valley Brewing over in Cartersville. Guys, thanks again for being over here. I've talked off-air, talked on-air about this. You can tell our little radio on-air thing coming. i got to get rid of that bad habit. Anyway, we'll work on that later on. Uh, talk a little bit about um, you guys have had uh, great dreams here, partnership for three years, and you've had a little bit of help and whatever from our good friends over here at Rome City Brewing, Trent Pro, Jay Shell. Let's talk about that, a little synergy between the two. Yeah, you got, Normally you think, oh, it's a rival business. I don't want to do that. And, and you guys especially, I know Jay and Trent, had a huge supporting cast from, I think it's Southern Brewing over in Athens. Looks like they're kind of helping uh, get you guys going as well. Yeah, we, we love Jay and Trent. We love Rome City. If you haven't been to Rome City, definitely go to Rome City. Check out their beers. That Lux is killing it, and we've had a bunch of other great brews from them. Great guys. Um, you know, we met them when we were purchasing their original equipment. Very nice guys and, you know, offered a helping hand with anything we've been over and uh, brewed with them before and, and just hung out with them and picked their brains about the industry and what they're doing, what they've seen work, not work, and just couldn't ask for a nicer group of guys so close that could help us out in uh, any way, shape, or possible, uh, or any way, shape, or form possible. Uh, you know, we can text text Trent when he's not on call, uh, performing surgery or whatnot, and he'll shoot us a text right back and always welcoming and always open arms, and it's just, you know, again, we're not we come into the craft beer industry with community focused mindset and that's how they are too. So it's just really, really good neighbors and good people to, to have on your side and, and to be so close to It's, it is nice being, uh, you know, 30 minutes down the road. Yep. Uh, the other day there was something I needed, a part I needed and I just, well, I, didn't, I couldn't get it in time. So I just called Jay and I'm like, Hey man, can I come up there? Do you have an extra one? He's like, come on up, we're brewing. So, you know, it's, it's not rivalry or anything. Definitely. It's, it's a community. And that's what we really like seeing is, you know, we're, we want to be friends with the other breweries and we want to do these things. Um, there are some breweries out there that just want to take over the whole market. We'd rather do it together and bring everybody with us, you know, and if, if they're bringing us with them right now. So it's been a really, really fun time. Like Dean said, we, we were brewing until four in the morning the other day mm-hmm. and wow. we were texting Trent up until probably midnight and he was just responsive, um, you know, just trying to help, help, help us as much as they can. Um, so we're really excited to start brewing with them and do some collaborations and, 
and really get this uh, this community up here ready to go um, and bring them craft beer. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And it's funny. And Dean, you were saying this. You've been you've been to what? You said two hundred fifty. Yeah, about brew 250, 260, somewhere in there. Not that I keep track or anything. I just have an Excel sheet <laughs> organized. <laughs> well, the reason I bring that up, I mean, Jay put something. Jay, or Jay put something up on Rome City Brewing recently. A gentleman had stopped in their bar in their, in the tap room, and it was his 499th craft brewery stop. Wow. I mean, awesome. think about it. this guy. He's it's a habit for me. Not a habit. It's a a hobby for him. And you know, he when he was traveling, he's on the road or something like that. And it's amazing. It's kind of like, you know, some of us like to go to minor league ballparks or something like that or major league ballparks or whatever. Um, you know, the whole craft brewery thing has just exploded. I mean, in Georgia especially. I'm sorry. I moved here in 1990. And this is a true story I'll probably get in trouble for, but it's fine. I was over in Gainesville, Georgia, and I came from Florida. I mean, you know, Florida, we're heathens. We have no rules in Florida. Mm-hmm. So it was a Sunday. My first day of work was Monday. I wanted a beer. I walked into a 7-Eleven or something like that to get, you know, a six-pack, a 12-pack to go. You know, going to go back and watch a little bit of football, whatever it was. And I walk in there, and the guy goes, what are you doing? I'm like, you want an ID? You know, I mean, I was bald <laughs> back then. He goes, you can't buy beer on Sundays. So first day at work, I'm in there talking to my publisher, who, by the way, is very cool. He and I are huge Animal House fans. I'm like, by the way, you never told me about a 6% income tax in Georgia. Number two, you can't buy beer on Sunday? Oh, I'm sorry, man. You should have called me. I got a whole refrigerator. Anyway, I mean, Georgia was not known as being alcohol friendly. It has changed so much in these years. Yeah, se- September 2017, I think, was the uh, the big day for the, the craft beer industry in Georgia. That's when you could sell your sell your beer on premise and not have to do the ticketing system, which is uh, a main focus of our business. So we're not going to distribute to start with such a small system and such a such a local focus. We're going to really uh, pull people in and build the brand organically that way, uh, perfect the beers on the larger system, which, you know, we're already very confident in the processes with having a few breweries under our belt, our belt on the big system. Go ahead and get everybody, get everybody excited, uh, grow a crowd and then uh, eventually upgrade our system and that's when we'll start moving out into the market but you know changing over to the pint system and be able to sell a pint directly to the consumer in our tap room as i'm sure rome city can attest to this as well is it it was a game changer in the craft beer industry in georgia so that's a great point that you brought up it's a lot of change in there but you guys have been riding those changes um so right now if i go once you once you're opened up if i want take home beer so i'm looking at growlers i guess we're going to do Crowlers, uh, which are the 32-ounce cans. Okay. Uh, growlers are good, and we've thrown the idea out there to maybe fill them, but there comes a sanitation issue with that. Some people don't always clean their Growlers, yeah. and then they give it to me. I have to try to clean it behind the counter as well as I can, put my product into it, and then serve it. And now if their dirty Growler makes it taste weird, it's my fault. You know, it's, oh, yeah. they're, they're not going to think about, oh, it's not me because I didn't wash out my Growler. It's just, hey... The beer tasted bad. It was the mold on your lid. You know, there's there's things and issues that people just don't think about. So um, you can come in, and we're going to do crowlers. In the beginning, we probably won't do them as much. We really want to focus on the in-house. Um, but a couple months after we open, we're going to bust out our crowler seamer and start filling crowlers. So. Yeah, we're very meticulous and passionate about how the beer tastes and about how clean the beer is. So we're very particular with what we do and how it's presented. Um, and like JD said, you know, to start, we'll probably probably just do the, the tap pours and then over time we'll do some limited crowler releases. We may do some bomber releases as well with some of our bigger beers. Um, but to start, yeah, it's gonna be crowlers and, 
that will be after a few months. If we were live, I'd be getting phone calls or texts right now saying, enough of this stuff, what type of beer they have. So let's get to the nut of the thing here. What, 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 what's uh, what's brewing, so to speak, and what can we look forward to? Sure. So our opening day lineup, we're, we're hoping to go with eight brews. It's going to be a blonde ale, a brown ale, an IPA, which is awesome. A lot of mosaic hops in the IPA. A big juicy double IPA, a little hazy boy, as we like to call it. Uh, we're going to do a Belgian strong ale, an oatmeal stout, and then a big Russian imperial stout for all those real uh, adventurous and beer enthusiasts that want something bigger, badder. And we'll part, um, we'll break that off into two parts. That's where the eight beers comes from. So the, the Russian imperial will break off with uh, jalapenos, coffee, and chocolate, or just chocolate wait, and coffee. Wait a minute. Jalapenos and chocolate? It's unbelievable. Oh, it's won multiple awards for no kidding. the flavor balance. Yeah, it's it's like a sweet, spicy. The coffee kind of gives it some bitterness. We uh, we smoke the jalapenos first, so it actually mm-hmm. it, oh, it gives you a really good uh, not just a spice, but you get that smoky flavor from the actual from the wood chips, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a really fun passion project on on that one. That was like, hey, what what can we do that's crazy? And like, let's smoke jalapenos and put it into a beer and. Like Dean said, it turned out great. Up here, you know, again, our friends at Rome City Brewing, uh, we have a wonderful place up here, up north here in our Murchie. Um, they do uh, they grow strawberries every year, and it's just mm-hmm. like a two- or three-month operation, maybe less than that. And these guys were up there pitching, picking strawberries one weekend. And they come back, and they puree, I guess it is, that kind of stuff. And they destroy, you know, they have you know, the short, hot blonde. Well, then they had a short, hot strawberry blonde, you know, which was tasting wonderful. I mean, and, yeah, but here it is, local stuff, and they're kind of like, Hey, let's try this. I applaud that. I mean, to talk about entrepreneurism. I mean, to sit there not only do what you're doing, but then to say, yeah, let's try smoking our own jalapenos and throw and chocolate and coffee in there. That's amazing to me, and that's I think that's going to be one of going to be one of your big appeals there. Yeah, we definitely try to. We want to definitely we we want to make sure we have everything for all types of beer drinkers. We know that we're in uh, Budweiser's backyard, which is perfectly fine. Uh, have a good relationship with them. Uh, which is where our Blondale comes into play. We want people to try our light beer, try a beer that can kind of be the gateway to opening up people's palates. But then we also want to appeal to the craft beer enthusiast who does want a Belgian strong ale or, or a big stout or something that's more experimental. And, um, you know, we'll continue to work on experimental beers. There won't be as many at the start just because we want to perfect and make sure everything's crisp and clean from a beer production side. But over time, you'll start to see more and more of those experiments coming out. And if they're not good, then, you know, we won't serve them. But most of the time, J.D. does a, does his magic, works it well, and put, puts it into good use. Well, J.D., you're the man of the hour here. Do you have anybody help me? I know y'all are a partnership, and that's wonderful. And I've watched, you know, Trent and Jay do this very well with, you know, with some help as well. That's my question for you. Anybody helping you in the actual concoction here? Um, not the recipes. The recipes are all me. Usually, Dean will come up with an idea and say, hey, I want to make a beer like this. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to my house and I'll sit down and I'll make a recipe. Uh, he's a really good assistant brewer. We always joke that I'm the head brewer and he's my head head cleaning person because he, he can <laughs> clean very well. <laughs> so there's a lot of support from there. But as far as the recipes go, um, those are all from me. Um, and now, you know, it's just trying to make the best recipes for the business and got to succeed. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Name that beer. What are? Did you have, yeah, you talked about you know Drowned Valley, of course, being kind of a you know the local thing, a local thing. Do you have any certain names yet, or is that going to be part of the next unveil? Yeah, we have some names. Um, you come through. Yeah. yeah, we'll share a couple of them. So we'll have our Blondale right now. We're going to go with Long Gone Blonde, uh, kind of that that girl that you know you date for a while and then just kind of like dips out of town in her old Ford 
Ford truck on a dirt road, ripping, yeah. ripping yeah, down the road. Yeah, talk to the Rome City Brewing Boys about Short Hop Blonde. They'll tell you a few stories. About yeah, that. that's right. And then uh, Itaba, IP, Itaba IPA plays off of a DeSoto's truck around the southeast uh, way back when, I think in the 1500s. He, um, you know, he mapped out the southeast, and Itaba was the Rome-Cartersville area. So wanted to play off of that. Um, and then Sleepy George is going to be the Russian Imperial Stout. You know, we all have that one relative that kind of dozes off whenever you uh, – you're at a family gathering or a function, and it doesn't matter the setting, doesn't matter where it's at. He's going to fall asleep. Well, Sleepy George is a big old boy, and he's going to make you a little sleepy probably when you're done with it. So that's kind of where we <laughs> came up with that one. Uh, the rest of them we have names for, but you know we'll just hit on those for now. Leave some more uh, for the, the big reveal. No, that's cool. That's a, that's a great idea, and that kind of keeps folks coming back as well. Where can people follow you at? We talk about it. I know I've been on, you know, tracking you. I've been stalking you guys on Facebook now for months here, but I'm letting folks know if they do want to watch you from a distance, how they can do so. Sure. So uh, visit our Facebook. That's where we direct most people. Uh, we are working on a website. The website should be up and running some sometime in the near future. Uh, but Facebook and Instagram, I would say, are the two biggest uh, places to follow us. We're really trying to work on our on our likes and get to grow a big following there. So I think we're around 1,800 something. So. For the uh, craft beer community, anybody that's on Untapped, we are gonna be on Untapped mm -hmm. as well. So Untapped is a beer, it's like Facebook for beer drinkers. You can right. post things, you can give beer scores. So we'll, we'll be on there as well. So anybody that wants to kind follow of a us Yelp on there. Kind of like a Yelp for beer. So you can go on there, type in a beer name and uh, you'll see what everybody else rated it. And you can kind of comment on it, talk about the beer. Uh, it's a pretty cool platform that's that's growing very, very large around this area. So people can also follow us on there. That is great. Uh, we never talked about another one of these things. Uh, again, we're live. We'll be getting notes about this. Any price points set yet? Yeah, we've toyed with a few price points. We want to we wanna be fair to the public, but also fair to the business. Uh, we, we go into a lot of areas in Atlanta, and the, the prices are you know $7, $8. We don't necessarily want to do that. We've really honed in on that. So right now we're thinking about maybe $5 across the board for, you know, your standard 16 and 10 ounce pours, depending on the gravity of the beer. We can't be selling 16 ounce pours of a, of a 10% stout. So that's going to be more of a 10% or 10 ounce pour. We're thinking maybe $5 across the board for uh, the normal pours. And then if you want to do a half pour, maybe three, $3, and then we'll do some flight systems. But um, yeah, we want to keep it. Want to keep it where everybody can enjoy themselves and not not feel not feel the pain in their wallet, and you know also have the business be successful. So, love the idea of flights. By the way, I noticed, you know I learned that up at uh, Chattanooga. What's the big one downtown there? Big River. Yeah, Big River. Never River had a River, flight until yeah. that. You know, maybe ten years ago, and what a great idea! You can sample. It. And then you know, if you want to get more, you know, make sure somebody else is driving. Or if you have me, like my my wife can maybe have maybe one of those little what are they call three a ounces. How how big is a flight? For ours, ours we're, we're doing five ounce pours. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we'll do four five ounce pours in ours. That might be enough for the designated driver to have one of those. So yeah. you, then then we you know th those of us who maybe want to. Uh, Sample more. Yeah. <laughs> can sample more, exactly. That's right. Now, great stuff on that, guys. Any final thoughts, any final words, anything you want to uh, tantalize the uh, beer drinking public with? Uh, we're just ex as excited as all you guys are. This is a dream come true for us. Uh, a lot of hard work put into it, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears on both ends. Not so much of the tears, but the blood and sweat's definitely there. And Lots then, tears. yeah, joy, <laughs> tears of joy, I should say. But we're very excited to serve the community, very excited to open up and, um, ready to bring you some good craft beer and just join this awesome fraternity. Appreciate the time and, uh, you yeah, know, I'm glad do it. shout great. out to Rome city. Thank you guys for the help and we're ready to do this.
Yep. All right. Well, look, we'll keep you covered also on the websites, Bartow Headlines, Hometown Headlines. As we get closer to opening day, all that kind of good stuff as well. Of course, this will be available on our on our podcast system. All of our we're on all the podcast streams and there. We'll get you guys a copy of this as well if you guys want to use it. Want to thank you both for a being over here. B, what you're doing, I think it's just great. I love to, I love to see some people try something new and uh, the success we've seen here with Trent and Jay and others in town and what you guys are doing over there. It's just it's just kind of fun for us. So thanks for being part of it, and please keep us in the loop. Thank you. Thank you. You betcha. Well, thank you guys for coming by today. I want to thank, as always, Todd for his expert work over here at Brand Red Studios producing the podcast. We have more coming up for you later on this week. Stick around with us. Thanks for your time today. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.